come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. What's up, all you rad dudes and dudettes? Welcome back to 90s Disney, your podcast for all things about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Hello. Oh, no, no, no. Jamba, everybody. There Jamba. you go. And Chris Minotti. Hello. Jamba. I mean Jamba. Yeah. We're so, back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. We're sorry. Yeah. January was... Uh, January kicked our butts. There was sickness and... There was sickness and, and holidays. Things and it was... Goodness. It's a rough month. So yeah, we had to yeah. At first, it was like, well, the podcast will be like a week later, and then Chris is like, family got pink eye, and like, yeah, we don't want to yeah, do a show rough. with you. And then like, someone else was like, eh, well, we're here all quarantined. Yeah, it just, for me. It just snowballed. So, but we're, we're you know, and we have to do this show in person. That's where the <laughs> organic flavor comes yeah. from. No, no remote recordings here for this one. But but we're back, and we're gonna make up for because we have a doozy of an episode tonight. A doozy. A doozy. On Kilimanjaro Safari. Woohoo. Woohoo. Our first Animal Kingdom episode. Yes. Yeah. Kind of shocking, really. Well, Considering I mean, how much we like the park, well, now we like it. Right. And uh, yeah, it is. It's, it, I mean, Animal Kingdom is so interesting because for a while it kind of had this bad reputation because, I mean, especially for all three of us, it's the first park we really remember opening. Like, I, I know that I went to like early. MGM Studios, but I don't remember like going like, in, like the original I mean, backlot tour. I was right? three in '89, so like I don't remember like oh this is like the new different one. I remember like the build up to Animal Kingdom and going there for that first time and being like this is weird almost. There's like a fourth Disney park. Yeah. How strange. My whole thing was always I, I never liked zoos too much, and and they always say not a zoo. I'm not a zoo. But you can't That's funny. But you like you fool. said it before me. How about that? <laughs> the real tagline should be eh, kind of zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and I. Yeah, and, and you I know like some of it, but not all of it. But like, I mean, gosh, you could. There's so many other things to just talk about with Animal Kingdom, and I mean, now it's like maybe my favorite theme park, especially while Epcot's kind of going through some things. Like, mm-hmm. if you told me what park could you go to for a day, I might want to go. Yeah, to maybe Animal in a Kingdom. couple years it'll change again. But. Right, but when the park opened, it kind of had this reputation as like a half day park for, Which and is it kind of was typical. Yeah, uh, I mean, MGM's the same way. There, there yeah. were the there were the uh, the fans who really took umbrage to that label. Uh, they did not like you saying that. No. <laughs> Which one? Like Animal Kingdom. Oh, really? so, oh, oh. Like like in early two thousand, if you called it a half day park, people got mad at you. I mean, to be fair, it like literally closed at like six. It was I mean, a half day park for us because we did the rides and got like food and did none of the zoo type things. We didn't do and, any then, shows. and then we went to Disney Quest. <laughs> yeah, we, you, we we very often. But it usually was Disney Quest. Day. It really was very often like half. First half is Animal Kingdom, the second half is Downtown Disney. Is kind of how we used to. Or do a it. water park as well. Or well, you know, yeah. switch it up. Yes, or just even like a hotel day, something like that. But right now we're talking about Kilimanjaro Safari. So, like, and this this uh, ride obviously opened with the park. So we're going back to April nineteen ninety eight, which is tell not, us tell us about this. It's not a great month for media. <laughs> I really. see some good things here. Well, what we got Barney's Great Adventure opened That's on per- April third. This is the most notable movie I saw <laughs> in April nineteen ninety eight. I tell you what. I liked Barney as a kid, even, but I think at this point I was like, I Do you know. remember this movie? No. I was 12. You were 12. Yeah. Do you think it would hold up like the Power Rangers? Uh... <laughs> Absolutely not, and how dare you? It's <laughs> an ass. Uh, but uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, who were a new team, had their first win in franchise history at this point. That's Absolutely. all I did to take. Well, this is uh, at least April. A week. <laughs> so, yeah. No, Let's assume the season started pretty soon, pretty quickly around then. The top song is Too Close by Next. Can you give us a sample? No. (laughs) I cannot. I do not know that song. The most exciting thing to me, and I think you guys, is that Pinzer Dragon Saga came up for the Sega Sega Saturn in the U.S. on April 30th. 50 copies were released into the world. Fantastic game. No one played it. But our story actually begins well before this. <laughs> oh, nice! Because even before Disneyland uh, opens, and they're they're trying to fill out the tr- then True Life Adventureland. If you don't know, Disney uh, produced all these kind of documentaries about uh, wildlife called the True Life Adventures. So Adventureland kind of have a, its origins in that in mm-hmm. that cornerstone mm-hmm. of the park. And they knew that they wanted to do this kind of like jungle river ride. And the very original idea was, we'll have real animals on there. And 
Disney always kind of said, like, oh, we, like, the kind of cute version of that was always like, oh, I can't do that because the animals will sleep during the day. But it's very clear that, like, the, logistics like the, so the infrastructure. Yeah. Like, 1955 Disneyland was really going to have, like, like elephants. Like, yeah, no. Especially in that small Just area. Just chilling, yeah, that little paddock there. Yep. Right, it's impossible. It'll be all right. A Jungle Keep Cruise was already with just, like, in, you can't even call them animatronics, really, what it launched with. With, with what it was when that ride debuted at the park. It was already the most sophisticated ride they had. Mm. And they so, moved from side to side. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's hard Little to years. <laughs> That's right. But I mean that that was always like, you know, the thing was that that you know they wanted to do uh actual animals there. But there were actual real animals in Disneyland in nineteen fifty five. The horsies. And, well you can no. There was a circus, wasn't uh, there? There, there I mean there were the, the some of the animals at Frontierland. There was horses, mules I think actually, but horses. But there was a circus. A circus. I'm, yeah, I remember. The that. Mickey Mouse Club Circus in Disneyland. Uh, this ran for six weeks. Wow! From late 1955 to early ni- 1956. I remember hearing about, it, but I don't much detail about it. So Big continue. flop. Yeah. Uh, well, because for, I have to imagine, like, you went to Disneyland, and you want to see a circus. That's a circus. exactly what it was. Yeah, that's you can see that anywhere. That's exactly what it was, and uh, so, but I mean, it, it actually had like the guy who hosted the Mickey Mouse Club, like he was there. Mickey Mouse Club people would be there. Wow. But uh, but the but one of the big attractions was Professor George Keller's amazing feline fantastics, and he had thirteen jungle animals, lions, pumas, ocelots, leopards, and tigers. He had a, you know this, this whole thing was big cats, right? And yep. that was like you know so he'd bring out the big cats. And there were a lot of concerns about the well, welfare of these cats and, and stuff like that and the safety of all this. So, yeah, the whole thing did not last very long. That's wild. Where was it? Uh, I think this is kind of where, um, like, the It's a Small World section is yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, my it's, right that, it's right where Little Pension <coughs> Lane was supposed to go and, in okay. that area. And, like, and where, like, um, like, the Midget Autopia was back in the day, that mm. kind of section. Yeah. So it was around thereabouts. Kind of by, what was that, Holiday Hill before they built the yeah, Matterhorn? Yeah. yeah. So, that, you know, they kind of needed something over there, and that's what it was, and it didn't work. Hmm. So, 1959 was when they really started building that land out more with, like, the submarine ride and then uh, the Matterhorn, and eventually you would get It's a Small World. Disney World, though, would have some live animals when, when it debuted via the uh, Fort Wilderness section of the park because it would have a petting zoo at the Tricircle D Ranch. This was near Pioneer Hall. They also had pony rides at the uh, at that uh, the uh, ranch there, and this lasted actually until two thousand and five. The biggest thing I remember from this is the uh, when you first get to the, the your hotel on your stay, mm-hmm. and you're watching the you know the TV that they have going on, and they always had the cow with the the, the Mickey shaped yeah Minnie uh, Moo yeah Minnie Moo Minnie Moo Minnie Moo was yeah Minnie Moo was at the the Tricircle yeah. D Ranch, but uh, Minnie Moo also had a short stint at. A place in the Magic Kingdom that had yeah, live really? animals. Town Fair. Grandma Ducks. Oh, no way. Grandma Ducks Petting Farm at Mickey's Birthday Land in Mickey's Star, Star Land from 1988 to 1996. So Minnie Moo actually lived there after that. Then she went to the uh, Fort Wilderness section. They actually sent her to a farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the section that like literally became Barnstormer, where that's where like where that is today. This was where Minnie Moo lived and wow. some other. Animals and stuff like yeah. Minnie the Moo, legacy carries on. Minnie Moo is pretty famous. I think she lived until two thousand and one. That's not bad. There, there are rumors that there are multiple Minnie Moos. There's only one. There's only there one. Be good enough. Only one. Yes. <laughs> there, absolutely. We we <laughs> if another cow's born, Mickey, they have to fight to the death. <laughs> oh jeez. We said I got too dark yeah, for, yeah. for our family podcast. I'm we sorry. We stayed at Fort Wilderness when we were one time. Like, what year? You Loved it. What year was that? You think? Man, mid nineties. Mid nineties. You must have been really. You remember, Chris? Look, I remember the pull-out bed. That we, we had a bunk was, bed. There's a bunk yeah. bed and a pull-out bed. I, I still remember the bunk bed. You guys bed. had the bunk. I had the pull-out. I remember very being novel. disappointed that we didn't go to Chippendales like campfire. Yeah, we like on. we kept like. Man, I thought we, we did we were, that at some point. No, we were we were going to we were going to like every night. Like we never got back in time or something. Mm-hmm. I remember one. <laughs> We're going completely non sequitur already. Like I remember, we were on like the bus, and like it was one of the, like the funny bus drivers, and he's like, "Everyone excited for Chippendales Campfire Sing Along Night?" Everyone on the bus like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Oh no!" And he, like just hits the brakes. My bus broke down. I'm just kidding. He likes to go again. <laughs> I do not remember that. Yeah, fantastic to know though. Right? Would the train have been there when we? I think the train was already yeah, gone. Was long gone. But we had our golf cart. The golf yeah, course. I do remember the golf. <laughs> That's something I would really like to do again. Is stay, mm-hmm. but. 
There's no petting zoo. And we did not go to the petting zoo even back then. They're building a new one, aren't they? To, a petting zoo? Not a petting zoo, but a new ranch for the horses. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Because like the, well, the pony rides are still there. Mm. That's still a part of mm. the park. So, yeah, I think um, because they're building that new hotel, what's that called? Cypress Point? Cypress Point, yes. Yeah. In, the old uh, river country. And that was kind of relocated a lot of things, including where um, the, the uh, what was that? What was the uh, the show we always did there? Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. Mickey's Backyard mm-hmm. Barbecue, which uh, was, was a fun time. I unless loved you, it. Unless <laughs> you're AJ's wife. Yeah, it's good. My wife's <laughs> favorite thing she's ever done. Oh, I loved, loved it. We had a good old time. But maybe before uh, Animal Kingdom, the most ambitious place you could see live animals was Discovery Island, which oh, operated you, from 1974 you, to 1999. Which you guys is, remember you missed Island? We, no, never, we did never did it, which thought, is yeah. a big regret. Yeah, right? How, and it was so fun. foolish were we? What I remember about it really was, you know, you went in, even today still, you go into the hotel rooms and they have the channel that's just basically advertisements for everything there. God, I love that channel. Like, yeah. Discovery Land was made out to be, like... Not as big a deal as the theme parks, but about as big a deal as like a downtown Disney or a water park. Yeah. It was just some birds, right? It was so <laughs> it was mostly birds, but there were like some lemurs, some monkeys, some alligators, but it, a lot of it was birds. But I mean, it was like you know just basically a zoo that you walked around and saw yeah. some animals. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, you had to get there by boat. It was on an island. Like it is a big regret of mine that we did not get to do yeah, this. Yeah, right. How weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of these birds did actually end up in Animal Kingdom because, you know, nighttime. Yeah, because that's about the time it closed, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. So, okay, so now we're kind of getting into Animal Kingdom, and there was talks about doing an animal theme park uh, for a while, pretty shortly even after uh, MGM Studios uh, opened, like, you know, when they were thinking about what would a fourth park look like. So uh, Joe Rody's in charge of this. We all, we all know him and love him now. He's got his, like, basically Animal Kingdom is all him. Even Avatar Land was still, like, all him. Mm-hmm. So, um, in July of 1990, he, he and other Imagineers went to Kenya and Tanzania just doing kind of research. Tanzania. T- yes, really. Tanzania. Yeah. I, I, th- I want to say it like Tasmania, Tasmania. <laughs> is my issue because I was, you know, a Come 90s kid. Mm-hmm. Come to Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. So, they did a lot of research to kind of get the, the theming of all this down. And now... I mean, in 1990, were they like legit like this is for the next theme park, or was it like we might do this thing in Epcot? Or I think it was maybe more for, like for pitching and stuff like that. Okay. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was either going to be the next theme park or bust. It was not, I don't think it was ever going to be like something for Epcot. I think the dreams of uh, uh, Equatorial African Pavilion and the World Showcase were already dead, we're at, dead this at this point. point yeah. yeah, but so it was definitely like like for that. And I know that there was some wavering over whether they were going to do an animal park or not. And there, there's a story that, like, Joe Reddy kind of had executives in and, like, brought in a lot. Because, like, the, the fear was that air animal was really exciting enough. And he brought in some kind of a big animal. And, like, look how exciting this is. And they're all like, ooh, we're one over immediately. Huh. Kind of sounds like too cute of a story. But that's the story. Okay. Right. So, uh... So they create Harambe as the fictional village was going to be kind of the centerpiece of the Africa section of the theme park that, that we are in. And Harambe does, is not a real place. Part is it because of, to avoid political issues. Yeah, you don't show favoritism to a particular favoritism country. Favoritism, and you know, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, it's, it's a developing nation. There's a lot of events going on in Africa sometimes, so you don't want to, like... It's, like, it's a continent. Yeah, there's countries within the continent, is what I said. I'm not Sarah Palin. They <laughs> 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 got it. But to uh, give you an idea, like how like early they had to start like planting some of this stuff. They started planting like trees and other foliage in 1996. That's crazy. It's got like, like just two years of growth. I mean, they had to have like the whole thing planned out. Then like we need a tree here. <laughs> yeah, right here, two feet to the right. We had bush. Yeah. Over 2.3 million plants, in fact. That's wild. Right. And that's it. Like. Yeah, it's one of those things you almost didn't appreciate it as much when we were kids, but, like, even just walking into the park, just, like, the detail, the foliage, and, like, said, the cement work on the path, it's, like, it's so, this park well, overall is just so well, detailed. There's, like, that Disney quote, like, the trees will grow more and get more beautiful each year. Like, Animal Kingdom felt overgrown from, like, day from one. Yeah, it's really impressive. Right, even though, it, as soon as you walked into the Oasis and everything, mm-hmm. it, it always felt like that. Um, so, the animals that are in all of Animal Kingdom and in, in Kilimanjaro Safaris, None of these were acquired from natural habitats. These are all gotten from zoos or, I'm doing air quotes here, reputable breeders. I don't really know what that means. 
I, for some yeah, reason, Frank's got a couple tigers in the back. When I hear the word reputable, I like I assume it's not that reputable. Like this guy's a reputable, reputable rhino breeder. Here's my certificate of authenticity. How reputable? It's got gold foil. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe that's like for like alligators. Like I bet there's a lot of alligator farms in well, there. Yeah, crocodiles and yeah, okay, crocodiles then. What is the difference? Isn't that just male female, or is that not it? Well, I'm sure species? there's like I'm sure there's like university research centers and things like that that do some breeding and habitats. Yeah. And I'm terrified of alligators and crocodiles. So I don't know much about them. So you should learn the difference. It might save your life. There you go. What, what, no, they're Maybe both scared they, of one. Not both the other. to be avoided. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need to know. All right. So and and my kind of Michael Eisner's thing once they realized that they were going to do this kind of safari ride was that it couldn't just be a safari ride. It still needed to have a story, because that's kind of the classic... That's Disney way. That's the yeah. Disney way. It's a Disney theme park way. Every ride has a story where there's a lot of setup, and it's kind of built upon the line. Then you do the ride, and something goes wrong, and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So the story here is that all, you know, the Africa section is in Harambe Village, and you, uh, which you're going to the Harambe Wildlife Reserve, which is established in 1971, which I can only assume is a cute reference to the opening oh, yeah. of, of Disney World. And you are going to go on uh, Simba 1, which is like the call sign of your safari for a two-week safari. It's so hard not to just say that in your head when you say Simba 1. Think, Simba 1. Do you think the two-week safari thing is like a callback? Because the Jungle Cruise do a similar thing. Like, yeah, we're going to go on a two-week cruise. Is it two weeks for Jungle I don't, I don't know, I don't know if it's exactly two weeks, but it's like... Yeah, know. it is like the thing. Like, we're going to be on a long time. Yeah, right. And, uh, and the, Wilson Matua is like the most important character of this ride. He's the reserve warden. He's talking to you through the radio constantly. He's played by... Um, see if you get this. Abdulied Nagam. Uh, okay. Sound pretty good to me. Close enough. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It is. But, um, so, and, and he's an actor. He was actually in the George in the Jungle movie with Brendan Fraser. Oh, gosh, he's the guy in Grandma's Boy. He's in Grandma's Boy. <laughs> he's just laughing. And... He's in Grandma's Boy, which is a great movie. Uh, he's still acting today. He was in Legion, that, that kind of X-Men show on Fox, just last year. So he's still going. Yeah, but, uh, so, like, you know, you, you, the whole thing's kind of presented as you're just going on a safari in Africa, but there's kind of a heavy emphasis on Always poaching. Yeah. Poachers are out there. Like, yeah, when you're in oh, line, they, you know, they talk right. about the, you know, the dangers of poaching, and yeah. these beautiful animals are killed for their quotes. <laughs> and keep in mind, we're, we're talking about the 1998 version of the ride right now, uh, when it, when the park opened. So, the queue's kind of interesting, but also, like, in some ways, kind of not interesting, which also makes it interesting, because... It's a relatively low-key queue. There's a few animals you see in the queue. There's, there's some twice. Well, I think just the foliage that's around it just kind of emphasizes so, the... What's, what's neat is that there, there is a weenie for the ride. It's not like a big sign or like the, yeah, the AT-AT AT at Star Tours. It's the it's a, one of the uh, Baobab trees. Baobab. Baobab trees. And kind of underneath this tree is like, a, like this kind of like thatched roof and a billboard that advertises the Kilimanjaro safaris and later they would add like the fast pass thing here mm. one up but this is the uh the entrance to the ride and actually once you go into the line there's a plaque under this baobab tree which tells you that this tree is nicknamed Mazi Mabuyu in Kiswahili Kiswahili is the language of Swahili ah. yes and uh that is just Kiswahili for old man baobab and supposedly this tree is a thousand years old now, in reality, this tree is, is made of concrete and not real. Yes. But it's a nice story. Like, the plaques like, like, hopefully it lives for another thousand years, protecting Harambe and from tourists. I don't know what it's going to protect them. <laughs> poachers, I assume. There you go. <laughs> Evils and, of poachers. And I kind of just is in here, not to get too sidetracked, but, like, what do you guys think of, like, Harambe Village in general? Because, like, especially in the early days, it was basically, it almost feels like the whole land was in service to the backstory of this ride. Oh, sure. Yeah. Which was kind of it's kind of awesome. Yeah, I right? love it. I love it. I, the immersion of that whole that whole section of the park is is fantastic. Uh, just the design of the buildings. I like the way it just kind of like it just funnels into the attraction because because the, the entrance to the attraction is all the way in the back of the village. So you have to kind of go through this town to get there. And it, I think it's an important setup for the ride itself. It really immerses you in this setting in this place 
before you even get in line. Because right, yeah, you're exact. Because you walk, you go across this bridge, and then to your left is the Tusker House. Mm-hmm. To to your right is like some of the shops and stuff. We can, and there's always music drum. playing. Mm-hmm. They always have live performers. Too, they have a lot of live performers too. that are great. And, and since it, they added it, the uh, the marketplace, yeah, right. That's uh, kind of off to the right. Yeah, yeah, a even bit. if nothing great. else, there's those drums out there that kids play on, and even that alone is just just enough. Like like you hear those drums. Yeah, like you hear that, it really does add to it. So so once you get into the the standby line, which was the the only line in 1998. Although, not for too long, because the Fast Pass experiment. Like 99, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty shortly after this. It was this. quick. Yeah. So, you're, yeah, you're, like I said, like, you're never, like, really inside very much. You're mostly kind of just under this, like, wooden roof. Uh, it's, it's open air. And you see videos kind of playing. And there's, there's two main videos. One of them is from, like, Dr. Catherine Johnson. And he's, she's just kind of going through the animals, talking about some of the animals. Almost like if you're watching, like... The Animal Planet channel or something. It's just a preview of the animals you're going to see so you know what to look for. And also throughout the line, you'll, you'll see a lot of plaques that'll just kind of have like some info about the animals that'll give you the uh, Kiswahili names of the animals. Like, example, uh, Lion is Simba. What? <laughs> Crazy. Blown. Crazy, I know. But the second video is where we are first introduced to Warren Wilson Matua, and he's talking about the preserve and also... Talking about poachers quite a bit, kind of going into the dangers of them and talking about how poachers are bad and they like to take the uh, the, the tusks and hides of animals and, and then you know it's just it's all bad. It's not good. But you probably won't see any. No, no, no. right? It'll be all right. Well, you know, throughout right this queue, there's a you're like surrounded by foliage. There's a lot of grass and there's there's some small animal exhibits, mostly for like some birds and stuff. Yeah, like I said, birds. I think there's like some tortoises. Yeah. Right. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, nothing too too crazy. The most exciting part, and I feel like you don't even usually go through this part unless it's it's, it's like a switchback section, unless I'm wrong, is you go through the safari booking office. I feel like yeah. it's, I feel like it's been yeah, a while I since seen I've been through time. it. Right. Always fast pass this ride, sure. so. But it's still there, but it's like the most themed part of the mm-hmm. ride, because it's supposed to be the booking office. There's like a, a desk there, and the, there's a sign on the desk that says, Wilderness Explorers, your journey will be aboard Symbol 1 today. And looking at the picture of it, I love that, like, where it says symbol one, it looks like this thing that like could be replaced, as if you're like you could be symbol on two, anything else. Five. Yeah. <laughs> Which obviously never happens, but you, you know, <laughs> it's it's a nice detail. There's also a, a a poster here for Big Red and Little Red. Oh, they're the main stars of the reserve. And I just assumed that this wasn't there anymore, but apparently it still is. Like, it, it looks kind of faded now. But like, this is like the only. We'll get into it later. But this is the only remnant of the Big Red Little Red thing is this poster of them now. But, so, after that, you go more of the queue. This is where the fast pass section kind of just, like, splits into. Uh, and then you get into the loading station. And, again, it's just basically more roofs. And it kind of splits off to left or right. Do you guys have a preference? No. <laughs> Not at all. Left. Wow, I'm the only why? one who feels strongly why, about this. Why is that your preference? I Always left. I don't know. Man, we're always always right. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, if, if it's, like, a like a like like Pirates of the Caribbean. Early, you go left. You always yeah. go left. But this is a this pretty late. I feel like anytime late. we do like a throw ride that has that option, you and I tend to do we go right. Mm-hmm. But go this is funny because this is when you get your first look at the ride vehicles. You go on that bridge where you almost don't even realize you're on a little bridge going over them. Mm-hmm. But, it, but you know, you see the ride vehicles. You see people loading in in front of you. And these things are awesome. These are yeah, custom great. built GMC Top Kicks. And Ford Zuper Duties from 1990 Zuper? to 2002. <laughs> and these things are huge. Uh, I, I, for Let's some, get one. I, always ass- <laughs> I almost always assume that like there's some kind of hydraulic system on them, like Dinosaur or like Indiana Jones. But this really good. No, this guy's suspension. This guy's yeah. suspension. Yeah, crazy suspension. These things are huge. Apparently, through not through 2007 to 2009, Disney added an extra oh, row wow. to each truck. Which I what that would take. Yeah, right. Thought I lost some legroom. Well, yeah. they, they always have, like, the fake luggage in the back. Is that gone now? Mm, that's maybe what they maybe that's why. Maybe something like that. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense, actually. Each truck fits about 35 riders. If they were Minotti's, maybe about 30. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little generous. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> knock a few more off of there. <laughs> maybe one of the most special things about the ride is that each truck has a cast member who is both driver and literally a driver. It's not like, you know... It, and that's nothing always, automated. That's everything. Right. Everyone's like, everything's on rails. Like, this is a driver of a mm-hmm. truck, of yeah, a Jeep, you're just, right? You're along for the ride. Mm-hmm. But I actually, um, I was telling you guys earlier, so I played baseball with a kid who I found out later on, uh, he, he's actually a cousin of a good friend of mine. Uh, he drove one of these trucks. Man. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, I, I don't know him well enough to be like, 
from him. I never, I haven't seen him since. Haven't talked to him since. But I knew who he was once when I was a kid. Man, and I touch you. And he drove one of these trucks. <laughs> I was wondering if like these people got like paid more than say a Jungle Cruise narrator. Well, there's a lot yeah, to it. It's, well, it's an involved job. job. Well, you're also a narrator of this 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 story spiel at the time, but you're also an animal spotter, and you have to know all these facts about all these different animals. Yeah. You have to that kind alone, of point yeah. them out to sure. to the riders. Yeah, because especially you know we'll get into it with the early incarnations ride. There was there was the rehearsed spiel. They had to, you know, talk on the radio yeah, with Wilson. But then you also had to naturally say, like, oh, there's uh, white rhinos. Let me tell you about white rhinos yeah. now. You know, they, they weigh this many pounds. And So each of these trucks, after they're all modified and everything, cost about $100,000. Yeah, like you so said, let's get a couple. You watch yeah, around. And also, each row had a visual guide looking at the animals. I'm not each row necessarily, but there's some overhead. Everything and the very the front row right. wasn't overhead. It was kind of like... They always used to be lower. They moved oh, them. Oh, really? They Ooh. moved them up to the roof. Whoa! I yeah, why. I, I, to keep I, your line of sight, like I, I, I don't know. I, th- I, I think it's because people had a harder time seeing it or something. I don't know what the reason was, mm-hmm. but yeah, they used to be in front. Of, oh, I, maybe it was like a safety thing. Maybe people, were, kids, were bumping their heads off yeah, or something. Who knows? But yeah, now they're mounted up top, which is kind of convenient, it's a little easier yeah. to see, I think. So now we're we were boarded on the trucks, which for us was always somehow in the back for some reason. Yeah, we're talking. We always sit in the back of this thing. Mm-hmm. Just, just weird luck. Maybe another weight issue. <laughs> we're, there, we're there to keep it. Yeah, well, no, like we went like we, we were like, our whole <laughs> family. There's like we took up like three or four rows. There's so many of us. We're still like in the last four rows of the yeah, truck. Yeah, we had yeah. kids this time. Too. You were you were in the back row with your kids, weren't you? Yeah, and I'm holding on to them for dear life. There's there's always this kind of funny part where before you start, you kind of let the truck in front of you go first, and you're kind of like. The Spielberg's are like, all right, we're going to let them go now for a bit. We don't want to eat too much of their dust. Yes. We're going to be gone for two weeks, but let this car go for about 20 <laughs> seconds. Well, you see, in the time jump, they're now three days in the future. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so the first area we go through is dense with trees. This is the Ukangu Forest. And I'm going to love Mike saying all these okay, things. My, my Kia Swahili is perfect. I can't even, I'm probably not even saying that right. I'm probably not even saying Swahili. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> so this is where you see okapis and, and bongos, which is they're they're all kind of just mammals. They they look like uh, wow, Mike. Wait, wait, wait to be reductive about it. They're just mammals. Let's be honest. They're not leading off with the lions. Is all I'm saying. That, that's fair. That's when he's done with this. If only he could drive well, he'd be one to take us on a tour. <laughs> hey, there's some mammals over there. There's some things with four legs. They got fur. That looks like a zebra, but just in the butt. <laughs> but, 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 so after this heavily forested area, we come to some water on the left. There's some pelicans, some uh, yellow bilsorks, and, and one of the first exciting animals we see, the black rhinos, which are never as good as the white rhinos. And even as I said that, that sounded what? problematic. <laughs> it's not a black... No, the white rhinos are better. They're, they're bigger. <laughs> no, it's not about that. Oh I didn't gosh. think it was until you said something. Yeah. I don't know. No, Chris immediately thought it was. No, no, no. quite the look. <laughs> no, I just like white... Wh- okay, now, now I feel off. No, it's not. Like, I just like the white rhinos better. Okay, why? Why do you feel that way? I don't know. They were always... They looked better. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, just move on. <laughs> so we see the black rhino. Right? But I mean, they're no. Move <laughs> on. <laughs> so and then after this section, we there's some, we get to kind of a plains area. There's some saddle built stork. Uh, and did you know that at five feet tall, they are the tallest of all storks. See, Mike doesn't you know, care about mammals, but he knows bird facts. I I've never heard that 20 times, but I've forgotten <laughs> each time. But this is the first point where Wilson calls in. There you go. He's making rounds on a plane with Miss Johnson. Now, he calls her Miss Johnson, even though the, the pre-show establishes that it's Dr. Johnson. Oh. So, she's no not going to four years of medical school <laughs> be called Miss. But she's an English wildlife researcher. She has that, that wonderful English accent. Yes. I feel like Miss Johnson is like an underappreciated Disney character. You know, Dreamfinder gets all this love. No one talks about Dr. Johnson. I think there's, well, you know, how long does she last? How long was this version of the ride? I guess we'll get there. So, uh, shortly after this, we get to the Safari River. It's actually called the, the or the Safi River, <laughs> excuse me. And it's on, at first it's on the right, and we see our first sign of the hippos. Then we kind of like cross over it, and there's like more water on our left. You get an even better view of the hippos from over here. Winston calls in because we're about to go over the Senko Bridge. It's cool that like all this stuff has names, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. 
And this is the bridge that goes over the crocodiles. Mike's favorite part. The worst part of the ride. Because <laughs> the crocodiles are terrifying. They're, they, they, have no, they, they have no life in their eyes. They're horrible. They're eating They're each other. Sounds like literally. Uh, so. It sounds like Mike until he said... He said eating, but then he said each other. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, they're, ter- the they're terrifying us with the prospect that we might fall and be destroyed by these crocodiles, which I do not appreciate. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> then we see a, a baobab tree. Uh, now all the baobab trees, there's a, and later on there are like many more of these, and this is already the second one we've seen. They're all fake. They're all made out of concrete. Supposedly there was one real one in Harambe Village, but it died during an especially cold winter. I don't know which one this was. That's too bad. It's honestly kind of shocking that a lot of this, you know, vegetation that they brought in has has made it if it's like naturally natural habitat is in. I mean, I mean, Florida is typically pretty. I mean, the problem with Florida compared to Africa, I'm assuming, is that it's not as dry, which is maybe like a, Just a climate issue. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no plant You're expert. A, a botanist. Yes. <laughs> No, Mr. Watney over here. No, 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 plantinist or nothing. Plantinist. <laughs> so, start that. This is kind of the start of the savannah section, which I think is a big highlight for a lot of people because there's giraffes, antelope. Well, that, that, when you turn that corner, you see it. Beast. Yeah. It's well, a great reveal. It's a great reveal. You can see like up to two or three trucks ahead of you going mm-hmm. through this curving path. This is where, like, the animals are just roaming. Like, mm-hmm. they will get in front of the path and block the cars, and it's always like, we're, we're all laughing. Well, stop just, and wait. Yeah, while well, Disney executives like, this is killing our ride capacity. Do we you ever get that to happen to you? Yeah. Oh, tons of times. Mm-hmm. Drafts, I think they do it on purpose. At yeah. this point, they know. Mm-hmm. We also That's see some termite mounds, which, which aren't real, but we're told a lot about them. Yes. And how the elephants love to scratch on them. So, uh, Wilson calls in again. He he. We hear the plane through the radio, just so, just so we know that there's a plane there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're supposed to hear it through the radio. They're trying to trick us into thinking. Yeah, my we perception hear it is overhead. that you're supposed to be hearing it overhead. Yeah. I think I used to like look up. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's up there. Somewhere. Where's the source this plane at? But uh, he's calling in. He's he goes. He, I see you down there. <laughs> he's like, don't bump into my animals. I'm like, I'm like. Those aren't your animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Spock in Star Trek Four. They sure they hit the hell they aren't your whales. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and this is also when uh, when Dr. Johnson is talking to us about Thompson's gazelles and Wilson's very Dr. Johnson. Nobody here calls them Thompson gazelles. They are Tommies. Tommies <laughs> Over <laughs> The over is important at the end of the very over Wilson. <laughs> 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 so yeah, this part is great because of the winding path and you can see all of the cars and there's just so many animals like sometimes if you're on a bad day you maybe like the animals are quiet during certain sessions there's always some activity yeah here. This, this part of the park no matter no matter time there's something going on yeah. which is good and kind of later towards the ride you, you see some ostrich, ostrich ostriches easy for me to use with their eggs too yeah you see their well i think even the nests are fake oh, and yeah. the, like some yeah. of them at least like there's like one that's always right by the road with like broken eggshells yeah. a little convenient <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah not quite that much. So like this, you go into elephant country, and with any luck, we'll see Big Red and Little Red. Oh, oh man! All right before that, we actually see some. I like man- like there's three dozen elephants back here, but maybe you'll see these two. <laughs> well, they're extra special ants. They had their poster in the booking office. They're the star attractions. <laughs> Before that, we see some mandrills in a little section. I always like seeing the mandrills. Mandrills are cool. They're very colorful. Um, but after the mandrels, we get another call from Simba One, and it's like, hey, where's Big Red and Little Red? We haven't seen them. Uh, we should go to the Red Clay Pit, which, it turns out, is where both of them were born, you see. Big Hence Red. the names. Big Red was born in the, in the, in the Red Clay Pits of Big Red. Then she went back there and had Little Red, so I named her Little Red. <laughs> Oh yeah, so I named. Yeah, that's right. He's very proud of that. Yeah, I feel like Wilson's like a little like too like. He's like, what is he king of, her, of the Harambe Reserve? You know, he's just brave. His very animals. I named him. I don't know. <laughs> who's who's the real villain? Yeah. <laughs> Who so, are those posters working for? <laughs> Twist. Follow the money, Mike. <laughs> it goes back to Dino Institute. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Grant Seeker! Shatter his friend from McDonald's! Wait a minute, crap! <laughs> it all ties in together! Alright, anyway. Mary McCheese is behind it all along! Alright, 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 alright. We're coming across another old bridge here. 
And we go across this one. This one starts shaking violently. This is the best part of the ride. Sometimes. Hey, hang on. Yeah, even before we go on, the, the, the spiel person's always like, oh, cross your fingers. And like when it starts shaking, you get off like, who didn't cross your fingers? <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. So now we get to the clay pit. We see some like fake tusk marks on the clay to our right. Uh, but we still don't see Big Red. Oh, no. Yeah, so we tell Wilson, we're, okay, we're going to go east toward the watering hole. So we, we see some actual elephants here. Yeah, it's so, great. I love mm, this area of the elephants. Yeah, there's, there's also some zebra kind of off to the back. You kind of have to look close for some of them. But uh, Wilson's going back to the base, and uh, this is where we turn on the radio. This is a very famous music uh, snippet that we hear now, because we're driving past some elephants. And some like a little bit more of a quiet time. This song's called, oh boy, Hapa, uh, Hapa Danane. Apaduniane yeah. is performed by the vocal group African Dawn. Shortly after this, quite the earworm too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very. That's nice. a great song. I'm sure you're gonna play it at some point during the show. Yeah, I believe it's just the lyrics of the Lord's Prayer. Really? Yeah, there much like uh, Baba Yetu. Oh, Lazy. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to another watery area here with some flamingo on the island. Do you know why they're Yes, I know, because they eat shrimp. There you go. That was maybe like when I was younger. I was like, so if I like gave them like blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> just made them drink it. How about grape Any chew? I don't think they're going to get enough nutrition. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, just like just for a day. Just like, here, drink this Kool-Aid for <laughs> Like when they turn blue. <laughs> There's those blue lobsters that are like one in a million. There you go. You yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Blue flamingos. Oh, that's a good idea. I think, I don't think it's literally a per flamingo basis. I think it was a species genetic thing, right? No, it's because they eat the shrimp, and the shrimp has creatine, and the creatine is what makes them creat- think. Is that, that's not the right word. Creatine. What I, 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 if you say creatine, yeah, maybe. Creatine. Creosote. Creatine. Just making up words. I'm not a botanist. <laughs> Wilson calls in. Look out! They've seen the, they Wait, the islands of Hidden Mickey. We have, we have one. That's gonna talk about it later. Yes, it's a Hidden Mickey. There. That's the Hidden Mickey. The island the flamingo live on is a Hidden Mickey. You can see it on the aerial view. Pretty. Go on Google Maps. You can find yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So Wilson calls in. He wants us to look out for a suspicious jeep near the Okapis. Could it be the poachers? I don't know, but we don't care because we come to the cheetah section. Cheetahs are on Very our left. Exciting. Yeah, the cheetahs are always, like, at the very edge. They're always kind of pacing back, like, right along the kind of... I don't want to say right fence. Right where the dinner hole is. Hmm. It's a fence. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... They tried. Our, dri- our driver calls in. It's like, hey, listen, we don't see anything suspicious. We'll keep our eyes open. This is when we come to the lions, which is always a very popular part of the... I mean, it's the, it's kind of like the, the, the Star Trek. It's always track. the one they would really promote a lot of the times. Like, oh, yeah, it's the, the Mark Simpson. And... When are we getting into the fireworks factory? It's yeah. like, when are we getting into the lions? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's usually like you usually see a male and female lion mostly sleeping around. Mm-hmm. Shortly after this, we see warthog burrows, and then someone on the radio comes on and tells us, "Wilson, the poachers have shot Big Red. She oh, is wounded. Little Red is missing." So Wilson's like, "All right." The per- so he tells the person who calls in, "Like you go this way, and in symbol one, you go that way." And so then, like, then Doctor Johnson calls in, "Like please, symbol one, we need your help." So, and then our, our driver's like, all right, guys, we're going to help him. Everyone's Zero like, Zero time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's never that enthusiastic. Unless we were on there. It's, and like, it's awkward because like, this is like the part where the white rhinos, which I love so much, show up and like a bunch of other people, like the drivers are like, ah, oh, there's the white rhinos. And other things, but, uh, uh, story, actuality, I don't know. <laughs> So, and like, there's a bit of a speed up kick here, which is always kind of fun. Oh, thrilling. It is. It gets you. Going through some geysers. Right. Mm-hmm. So, we come up to, like, the gate, which is, like, which I don't, yeah, we'll the boundary it. of the reserve, and it's been smashed open. So, Wilson's like, keep going. And, uh, yeah, so some of the better spiely drivers be like, oh, I've never been in this part of the reserve before. I don't know these roads, everybody. Hang on. Like, mm-hmm. some guys get really into it. It's pretty well, good. Yeah. You know? Otherwise, it's like, oh, no, we're not in the reserve anymore. Yeah. Very subtle. Yeah. yeah. Wilson tells us, he spots him. He tells us to go east. So then we drive by. It's a very dramatic section with a lot of geysers. Are there geysers today? I, I, I think, I think this, gone. this whole section, I think, has been replaced, which we'll, we'll get to. But there's a lot of geysers, and we hear gunshots. Like, look out, we're going to get shot and killed. Which is, <laughs> yeah. It's intense. It takes me back. Do you ever see that meme that was on Twitter like a year ago where it's like this guy says, uh, you know, every time I go to a theme park, I was like, oh, thank God you're here. We need your help. It's like, I am on vacation. <laughs> 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 I love that. I love it. 
So it's like that, like smugglers were like, "Oh, I need you to fight my life out." Like, like you fly. <laughs> I'll say for the joyride, right? <laughs> so, so shortly after, we see the poachers camp. Arnold, which is a cozy little camp, isn't it? Yeah, right. They're having, I, having a good time. I bet they have a great time drinking their their elfin broth and looking up at the stars <laughs> at night. <laughs> Doing what poachers do. Mike, you're on a roll tonight. <laughs> Did they have like the fake truck that drove by? Was that a thing? Am I making that up? This was that's something I also heard before this. Like when the gunshots, like you would see, you would see, you would see a fake yeah, truck like a, by. a jeep, a jeep went that. by. Yeah, yeah up, but up it's, a, it's also when you heard the gun. This is right before. This is before when you see the camp. Was mm-hmm. when people said this would happen. Yeah, I think you were right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. So, so, and then right after this, where it's like, what's going to happen next? It basically all resolves itself immediately without our contribution. No, no, no. 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 We yeah. forced them into their truck. Yes, yeah, they were running from us. <laughs> oh my and God. Wilson lands the plane. Right. You see the plane there. It was Wilson's plan. He was he knew what he was doing. <laughs> it was super plan. That's right. All right, all right, all right. So so we drive to this scene now, which it's it's so different from everything else because there's suddenly an animatronic and a live actor. There's an anima- There's a truck. And a cast member holding a rifle. <laughs> well, and there's there's just like static figures of the poachers in the truck, like with yeah. their hands up or whatever. Right. And so so we see little. This is animatronic little red. And her his head's kind of her her his I don't know head's kind of wiggling around in the back of the truck. And we come up, and our driver is like, "Hey, is little red okay?" And the cast member is always all like, "Little red's okay." <laughs> always enthusiastic. And it's just great because, like we said, it was someone's job. To stand outside, rain or shine, hold a gun <laughs> with some aviators on, and just every thirty seconds be like, um, "Little Red's okay." I wonder how Little long, Red's okay. How long was that shift? Do you think it could have? Even like, if it was an hour, you'd go crazy. <laughs> half hour, I think, would be funny. I, uh, <laughs> and then, but then you know, like, like what they came on the radio and were like, "Yeah, Little Red's gonna be fine. We found her. She's and fine." And we're gonna take not only that, but they specifically say yeah. we're gonna take her back to, to her, her mama. Yeah, we're gonna reunite so. them. Everyone's okay. Happy end. So the driver thanks us for helping to save Big Red and Little Red. And this then is we also off at the warden's post. Even though we were off the reserve. <laughs> oh, the warden's post is right there. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, obviously, our two-week safari has been cut short by these uh, exhilarating events. So, right. Right. So, and, and that's the ride. So uh, kind of, let's talk a little bit more about Big the Red. The tragic events. So, <laughs> the tragedy of Big the Red. The original idea of the ride is that the poachers get Big Red. <laughs> Big Red is shot and killed. Yeah, and implemented. And like, like, this is done. Like, 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 our tusks are taken. They, like, yeah, the tusks are taken. And we, we see the corpse was the original. And you can see, like, a picture of this corpse. And this was really only done during the preview. So it's like cast members and their families yeah. are, are coming to kind of test their eggs. The poor and, children of right. those families. Right. And even then, like, like that's, that was the feedback was, uh, my children doesn't didn't really like the dead elephant corpse. Yes. <laughs> So they're kind of like, oh, what can we do? So, and this was the story I heard from like way back. Was like they looked, they looked at Bambi like, well, Bambi's mom is killed off screen. So you never see her, right? Right. Yeah. So, oh, we don't have to like show it. But it, it kind of goes beyond that because yeah, they didn't kill Big Red. I mean, it, yeah, she it, ends up being okay, right? Which also makes you wonder because I mean, they have Wilson saying at the end of the ride, oh, Big Red's fine, and they bring him back in. Do they probably? Yeah. So. So it, it basically it, it was changed. It's over radio anyway. Just from mm-hmm. the dialogue. So so this version of ride I talked about is how the ride basically was until the end of the two thousands, um, and you know there was still always the cast member there and the uh, not always there wasn't always that cast member there. Oh yeah. Sometimes the driver just be like, "Look, they got little red. She's gonna be fine." And keep going. <laughs> but there was a point like again at the end two thousands where they they dropped a lot of the radio chatter. But there was still that little red animatronic, yeah, and, and everyone's like, like um, "Wait, what is this all about?" So in 2012, they just they get rid of a lot of the whole poacher sequence. It actually gets replaced with a zebra section. They with, probably kept it just to have an excuse to have that little thrilling like chase at the end. Yeah, but yeah, the, for this they had they like you know dug it up and rebuilt the landscape yeah. there mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Now the zebras initially only lasted four months because they didn't acclimate to the attraction. There are a lot of like stories about them fighting each other or getting to like 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 nipping at the cart or the oh, flip, oh. stuff like that. And it was a, if you look up, it's easy to find news stories about them getting rid of the zebras. Zebras, 
and being replaced by Attixes for a while, which is like another kind of just gazelle thingy, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, me, the mammal expert. But the zebras, <laughs> like, did come back in June 2013. I, I'm pretty so sure that's... care of the original right. ones. I think that's still what's there today, right? Like, it ends with... Yeah. Oh, zebra. Yeah. It? I think so. So those are the big changes. A lot of people think that the, the last bridge that shakes is just, like, been turned, turned off. off. It just usually doesn't work is the issue. It does work still. So, so. If, imagine you're the driver like, oh, is it going to work this time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do they still have a section towards the end where you do have like a little burst of speed? Not really. Go, no, because you, you go through animal Because like, yeah, that's where that zebra like, or whatever animal is there. Yeah, kind of thing going on now. But what's interesting to me is that there's still it's still a driver doing the whole spiel. Like so many, like you can't not have that in this uh, ride. Yeah. So really many, can't. so many rides have been replaced with. Uh, this is my dog coughing up a hairball. Don't be concerned, everybody. <laughs> Chris is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so many rides have replaced the kind of like the the person doing an actual yeah. spiel. Like, like li- living with the land. We'll, well it's funny how many of those closed, but like right before they closed, because Backlot Tour is the same way where it was just a voiceover. That's right. Yeah. But the, the only things I can think of anymore. Or Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Actually, I think I, I, I assume the storybook storyboat. Uh, yes, that's uh, the land giver. is still a spiel giver. But there's always something special about again the uh, people doing it for the Kilimanjaro surprise because there's so much to that. And mm-hmm. I feel like if if you had to have one of those jobs, you'd probably want to do the safaris because it could be a little different each time, right? Yeah, it's not the exact same thing. You know, the majesty of nature to keep you entertained during your work shift. You just had to have that shift where you were that guy with the aviators and the gun. <laughs> Man, I, I, would love to, I would like to do it. You'd like to do it for five minutes. Little Reds, be clear. okay. Let's be clear. I, get, I would love to see like the time lapse of like the first time they do it to the last time. Yeah. <laughs> Much less enthusiastic. I wonder if they got to keep the aviators. No, nope, they'll turn those in. So... Now, th- now, this ride only ran really for the day for a long time, but back in 1998, the holiday of 1998, there was a night version of this ride. Uh, it had a different script. There were reflectors wow. hidden in the foliage, and they, they kind of resembled animals' eyes, so they sort of blended in a bit. At a random point, there would be an African dance troupe dancing around a bonfire. Kind of fun. Man, so, I've never heard of this. Yeah, so cool. and this only ran the holiday of 19. 19- 98, and it wasn't a big hit because, surprise, most of the animals were asleep. Walt was right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of the last they went with that until 2016 when, as part of this bigger initiative to make Animal Kingdom more of a full-day park that operated into the nighttime, yeah. they introduced the night version. It was like again. This, this and Rivers of Light. Like the Twilight and... Safari or something? Yeah, it's a, yeah and this is a, it's a shorter route, and it, ha- it like has some different animals, uh, mostly hyenas. What? I haven't done this. How do they do? Like, let out different animals? Chris, I mean, well, I did it, and the only thing I remember is seeing hyenas, and it was darker out. That's it. So... Well, there you go. <laughs> I can't see much of it. Mm-hmm. But it's still, like, lit. But it's, like, lit to always kind of perpetually look like sunset mm-hmm. or something. I mean, right? yeah, we did it when it wasn't, like, fully dark out, so it was very, mm-hmm. you know, it was very similar to how I've experienced it before. Let's talk about those lions, which are really the star of the show. They came from the Oregon Zoo. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Same ones, original ones? What's that? How old are lions? I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I don't, I don't know, but the, I, I, th- I think it's still the original. I mean, lions are pretty old, right? I have no idea. Um, Again. You're I, the mammal expert. I am not, is what we learned today. <laughs> but the original, the, 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 the forebears are from the Oregon's. I don't know if it's their kin that are there today. I'm going to guess not. Forebears kin? <laughs> Jeez. My goodness. I can't help with that. I'm smarter Very than you. Oh! <laughs> One of my favorite kind of little facts about the ride, though, is that those rocks, they, like there's that whole section of the lines level. It almost, it's pride kind rock, of like pride rock, but not either. quite. Those are rocks. Those rocks are actually air conditioned, and that's what kind of encourages the lions to yeah, lay they on are there. Always there, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, I think at some point they wander a little bit. What you, what you don't really see is that between you and the lions is this 18 foot deep, 21 foot wide moat. So there's like no chance Just of the lions. That's, that's always a joke you know, about all the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies. And they're like, all the dinosaurs are touching the fence. It's like, put a moat. Zoos have been doing it for ages. <laughs> but I mean, they do a lot. There's a lot of that with kind of like how they keep the animals in place. With Just either kind of place, na- like yeah. natural uh, kind of barriers like water. Sometimes they'll have things like wires and, and stuff like that. But in, in, you know, when you're there, it almost all looks like it's all one big open area. But it's all pretty, pretty smart. It's very cleverly designed. Mm-hmm. 
Some other fun facts throughout the ride. The whole ride takes up 110 acres. The entire Magic Kingdom is 107 acres. Because, like, during the 90s, they loved to always remind you that Disneyland Park fits in the parking lot of the Magic Kingdom. And now this attraction would hold all the Magic Kingdom. So I mean, it makes sense yeah. just when you go. It's, it's, I mean... Because, again, it's not, it's, and it's not just the, the acreage of the ride, but you have all the... The, the the pens for the animals at the end of the night. It's a 20-minute yeah. long ride. Yeah, it's, it's a you gotta think, bang for your buck. Will they ever, in the years to come, look at that space and be like, hmm. I don't think so. I, I, real I think This ride always packs them in. I think that, the, I mean, we'll get to that a little bit more maybe later, but like I think this ride is just going, it by, by its very nature, it's just kind of timeless. Like, what, yeah. like anim, the animals are always interesting, right? Yeah. So there's at least 34 species of wildlife. Who knows? That kind of fluctuates from time to time. Um, and one of the interesting things is how they get the animals to like kind of return to their pens. Each animal has a different audio cue that they will play over the loudspeakers. I mean, I don't know what these are. So I don't know if they're like banging a drum or like. Yeah. Like, oh, Harper Wilson say it's bedtime. Harper Bedville. <laughs> I hope it is Wilson. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys where the hidden Mickey is, but Ag already knows. Oh, I knew. You knew too? Of course. Whoa. Whoa. Excuse me. Come on. Come on. Yeah. We played the Walt Disney World Explorer Volume 2. Yeah, we know. So, that that's the ride and how, how it's kind of changed. And it, it hasn't changed a whole lot, really. It dropped the story, which I think maybe was for the best. I think the animals kind of speak for themselves. Because there's, yeah. there's always that awkwardness where, towards the end of the ride, you're kind of looking at animals. And it's like, oh, we got to hurry up and catch poachers. Everyone's yeah. like, but the rhino. But some people <laughs> do like that thrill aspect of it. I mean, it was I mean, relatively thrilling, yeah. I guess. It sped up a little bit. Well, when you're used to that, you know, mm. two, five mile per hour... Right. I think it's still plenty bumpy. Yeah, I, I guess you know, like it's not. It's not. That's like I was prepping my kids. Okay, it's just it's just a bumpy car, and then you're like, whoa, yeah. this is a bumpy. Car. I mean, it's not like going on the Jungle Cruise. It's more thrilling than that, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, what what do you guys think about this ride? Like, where where do you place it on the Pantheon? Like, is this one of the best rides ever? I mean, it's certainly up there. Um, ever? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it again. It's a hundred and seven yeah. acres of of just. Checking out animals. I like animals. I feel like I used to like it a lot more than I do now, and naturally well, just because I've done it so So, many so times. for me, um, now that you know, I actually know something about photography and I have a decent camera with a zoom lens. Here we go. I'm just no, saying okay. it. Be, like that brings in a dimension to the ride for me because it becomes like a game. Sure, I mean, it always, like, it always was a little bit of that. Like even back in 1998, like, the first the first day I remember, I remember people with their disposable Kodak cameras. Oh they, yeah, they loved it. And that's why they had like the spotter. Like mm. you know, yeah, pictures I mean I've got some great shots I yeah, took on my honeymoon. It's like Pokemon uh, a Snap. Pokemon yeah, exactly, snap. exactly. I have, I have incredible photos from my honeymoon that I love. All these I, animals. I, I think my I think this is one of the all time best Disney rides, yeah. and I think. It's hard to say it's underappreciated, but I feel like sometimes we like lose track of it when we talk about like well, the there's space no, there's mountains. Nothing, there's nothing like technologically cool about it, but there's something practically amazing about right. it because there really is nothing else like this, and there won't be at any other no, Disney no park. No one's going to take that like, risk you know, or otherwise. There's, there's a lot of rides like oh, they're going to build this in Disneyland. There's no way that Disneyland is ever going to have or Dis- Disney World Shanghai or Disney even World like Shanghai. a Sea World or something. Right, yeah, something nothing's gonna have like Bush, yeah, like Bush Gardens had some had some animal rides, but nothing on this scale, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's well, just, they just can't afford the maintenance of the animals and their well their right. well being that Disney right. can. Right, and it, the land to do it. And I, I it, like you know rides typically age, right? And this ride is now twenty two years old, and even with like the relatively minor changes they made, like there's nothing about this ride that makes it feel like dated or old because no. it's still uh-huh. just. A safari in a car while you see a bunch of animals. Yeah, the animals are always going to do something different. It's it's something that would have been amazing 100 years ago. It's something that will be amazing 100 years from now. Like, th- this is a ride I can't ever imagine being replaced. <laughs> or imagine yourself, like, not doing it. You're always going to do this. Yeah, if you go to Animal Kingdom, you're going to do the safari. That's right. It's, I mean, certainly, it's kind of still the marquee attraction to me, even with... Uh, Expedition Everest coming in and being like kind of like this big thrill ride, or having uh, Pandora come in. But, yeah, right, exactly. It's it's kind of like the the hypo- it's like the, the the signature of the whole park. It's like this. It's the microcosm yeah, it, of the it, whole park. It feels like they they planned this ride and then built the park mm-hmm. around it. We just watched some of the uh, the opening day special that Drew Carey hosted. Like the very first thing they do is talk about this ride because they yeah, knew like they this know. is. 
And I remember when the park opened. I mean, this would be hours long. And oh. it, Part of that is because there wasn't much else to yeah. do. But because it's still, it's never a walk-on, no, right? No, So this ride was 110 acres. What's the rest of the park, I wonder? I, is the, the ride whole ride, than... I mean, no, the whole park is gigantic. Because even when you think about it, it's spread out very well. Mm. But this is certainly the largest footprint. I mean, I guess the, the train that takes you to um, Rafiki's Planet Watch slash Conservation Station, like that's a bit of a footprint, too. But... I mean, I'm sure this whole ride is larger than, say, Dinoland or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I mean when uh, Galaxy's Edge was being built, they were very proud of the fact that it was 11 acres, right? Like that's what they kept saying. Yeah, like, yeah, you're four, right. Yeah, yes, yeah, so something like that. Not more than 20. And this is a well, Avatar is 14, I think. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of just my point here is how I, I, I it's like space. Uh, you know, people will always like geek out over Horizons or rides that are still up today, like Spaceship Earth or Space Mountain. I feel like we kind of take Kilimanjaro Safaris for granted yeah, just I, how I incredible it is how insane it is that this ride was opened in 1998 and still is just well, again, like, like, like doing it with our kids that first time oh, was, was, was pretty rad because they were just so into it well especially for them it's just like entertaining and thrilling enough that even they don't you know care about or I can't see the animals they're still going to have a good time. And they're going to see animals. Yeah, there's plenty to see. And we've had some good rides on. I remember the one time we did it, like, first thing we got there, and the lion was, like, waking up. Yeah, well, it's funny. So so when, when they start, the part of the safety spiel that the driver gives you is, you know, they can't stop to pick up. If you drop something, it's gone. Hold on to your stuff. And, you know, they can't stop for animals. Like, they have to keep going. And we, we made the turn. We are about to drive away from the lions, and he, he, it got up. And he was like... I'm not supposed to stop it. It's going to roar. And he, like, stopped the truck, and it started roaring. And I got you this could, incredible yeah. photo and it of was the like, lion. And it was, like, early enough, you, I, you could see the breath of the lion. Yeah, it was, it was pretty rad. It was, it, was the, it was, like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen in Disney, just seeing that lion. Like, it literally was like in The Lion King. He stood up on this rock and started roaring, like, I'm king of the jungle. Get yeah, the heck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, just just, absolutely incredible. So if they decide to do some kind of update to this attraction, what do you think they could do? I mean, you can't... Rather than just add... I mean, you can't tie... it. Like, what property would you tie it into? No, I mean, if you if they wanted to try to write up a new story for it, maybe, but... I, could, but I would I, like to see some new, like, paths that you take. But it's already a 20-minute long ride. Or, like, maybe cut out some old... Well, you can't, because they've, you know, done so but much I mean, for the... But, and, and again, it's like, it, when you say, like, get rid of old animals, that's not just, like, get rid of some robots. You're getting yeah. rid of animals, yeah. you know? So... I, I don't know. I I, I got it. So what can you I do? mean, you don't want something to be stagnant for too long. I'm sure there'll be small changes here and there, but it's well, things like the night safari is is, is a sensible addition. Yep. Um, you know, on my honeymoon, we did the Wild Africa Trek, which utilizes this ride for 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 the whole walk. Yeah, it is cool that, that you can see that. I'll tell you, that was a cool experience. Yeah, tell us more about that. Yeah, I've never so done that. the way that's kind of structured. Well, what is this? So this is a kind of quasi behind the scenes tour of the attraction. Um, you, you start your day, um, you meet up with your tour guides, there were two of them, and you're, there's only, I think, six or eight people in the group, it's kept very small, and um, you meet up very close to where the entrance for the ride is, and you, you, you get like a little vest and uh, uh, your badge and some harnesses, because there are some things where you're kind of strapped onto some guides, and uh, you start walking. And there are legit, like, it just feels like forest paths that you're walking through. Like, it's very oh, rugged. Like, they, t- they tell you, like, you can't wear sandals. You gotta wear, like, you know, boots are recommended. Like, you know, like, dress like you're going for a hike. Mm-hmm. So, um, th- at one point, they take you to where the hippo pools are. Uh, they, they, again, they harness you to a wire so you can't, like, lean forward too far and fall in. But uh, there was a cast member there who they, they call the hippos by hitting a pail with a stick. And the hippos know it's like, oh, something's going to get food. And they start tossing in, like, heads of lettuce and watermelon. Have you guys also felt like hippos have had a change in reputation since we were kids? I felt like when we were kids, hippos were cute. And now all I hear about is how dangerous they are. Oh, yeah, very dangerous. Very dangerous animals. Um, there is Mike's favorite part where, again, you go to the Crocodile Lagoon, and mm. same thing, you're strapped in, and you kind of head over a little bit. Really see and they, they explain, and I never really could see it, because you're kind of far away from the vehicle, and you're moving, but these crocs are vicious to each other. They're, they're like, awful. They're all, like, missing They're devil animals. They're, like, missing legs, because they, like, fight each other, like, bite off Man. each other's appendages. It's insane. They have, like, chunks taken out of them. Just they're missing eyes. It it's it's brutal. Awful. Oh, my God, I hate them. Get Chuck's um, hand. But at some point... <laughs> That's not it. That's oh, not okay. it. <laughs> oh, you broke mine. Good job. Good job. 
Alright, we good. Anyway, uh, you do get it's 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 not the same kind of truck, but you do get like a private truck that drives through the savannah section for a bit. You stop more frequently uh, to see things like the giraffes. Then there's it, it's new construction. I'm not sure what year it was built, but there's like a little uh, rest area with, with an observation deck uh, right on the savannah. Yeah, and we like right towards the end of the savannah, you can yeah, see. Yeah, and we were served lunch okay. there, and it was incredible. What kind of what was, was it? it? Um, a lot of the stuff that you would probably find at Tiffin's now, um, for like oh, as like I a lunch Tiffins. menu. Like uh, there was like this really good. It was it was kind of like a chicken salad, but and it was like it was braggy. spiced, like kind of like Indian spices mm-hmm. to it. Uh, a lot of a lot of vegetables and farro beans and things like that. Farro so beans. That's what you would not have liked. Um, well, I mean, no. there's an edible flower. I'm, tr- I'm doing see? better these days. You are doing. I'll eat the flower. I'll eat a flower. I'll eat a flower right now. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, we're on our honeymoons, we'll show out to do this, but, uh, you know, if you have the means, very worth it. it you know, it takes a couple hours at least to go through. That, um, that might be harder, the hard part is just the time commitment to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got to the park, I mean, we I think we went off at like 8 a.m. Mm. Like, we did it first thing. Do you get any other perks, like... Uh like a fast pass for this route or that or anything like that. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you get some photos. Uh, they they take photos throughout the whole thing and they just time your photo oh, pass at nice. the end. Um, oh, there. Oh gosh, I almost forgot the one part. You you, you walk on these uh, suspended rope bridges. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking like in the alligator section. You can yeah, see yeah. Those. You go over like like in, and uh, it makes me think of like at a rec center. You see the obstacle courses that are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, uh, I, I'll, I'll try to throw some photos up on our Twitter account throughout the month here. Uh, I got I don't think I've seen those. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I've got them. Mm. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I, I, I recommend it. Mm. it, it of all the backstage and tour type things I've done in no, Disney. Well, the Segway, the Segway scooter court tour we did in uh, World Show. I mean, that's pretty, pretty good, too. It, it, this is second to Keys of the Kingdom, I'd okay. say. Mm. Of things you could do right now. Because, yes, riding a Segway through World Showcase... Pretty good. <laughs> that was fun. Before the park opened. We'll get into that someday. I mean, to me, like, this ride is, like, it's kind of like the Spaceship Earth of the park where I can't yeah. imagine going to the park and not doing it. Right. Like, I know that it's tough to be a bug is in the tree, but I very rarely do that anymore. Like, but if I don't do the safari, it doesn't feel like I really went to Animal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Is that your favorite ride in Animal Kingdom? No. I mean, Flight of Pass. Flight of pretty Flight good Flight of Pass is a pretty good ride. Pretty good right now. I haven't done Rise of the Resistance yet, but right now, as it stands, Flight of Passage is probably my favorite theme I'll park tell you ride. What, like, so. The left side of uh, of Animal Kingdom with the combination of Flight of Passage and you have Kilimanjaro there and you have the Nomad Lounge and. And the uh, Lion King. Lion King. That's the Lion King I say, and I mean, I know it is absolutely not 90s, but I could just rave about the Nomad Lounge. My buddy PJ works there. If you go to Nomad Lounge and you see PJ. You say hi to him for yeah, me. Yeah, you tell him the Minotti said hi. He'll take care of you. Yes, I'm not even joking. He's a great guy. Uh, oh, God. Give me a tempting tigress from the Nomad Lounge. We got ne- Next time he's in town, he has to teach us that's how to what, make that. That's what I need is like the <laughs> the open bar version of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your tempting <laughs> tigress. <laughs> yeah, drink this and now walk over the crocodile pit. Your, your Good warm, idea. Your warm alcoholic coffee with that slab of butter on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was God. a hot day when I got it, but it was pretty good. Oh, oh, I like the Nomad Lounge. All right. Oh, boy. All right. So that I guess that just about wraps it up for us. Any parting words on Kilimanjaro Safari? Yeah, we'll miss Wilson. I miss him. I mean, he's in the video still. What poor Dr. Johnson doesn't get enough love. No. Nope. But, you know, uh, if you go to Animal Kingdom, you should probably ride this. <laughs> you, absolutely. It's so much fun. Especially if you've never done it before. I think... It still and has the, a wow the, factor. The nice thing too is there's still lines, but thanks to Pandora and, and you know the rest but, of the park, it's never like the two hour wait. Just be like I forty five like minutes. But even then, I feel like we've waited at the like the entrance, and it goes so quick. It's pretty quick. It yeah. It's pretty quick. And those videos are still pretty, even though they are the ones from 1998. So they're pretty entertaining. Mm, that's kind of what makes it more endearing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I mean, you know, part of it is that it's you know. A lot of it all kind of looks a little old anyways, right? Like, you know, it, yeah, it, this isn't the... It, it, it was established in 1971. Come on. Right, yeah, exactly. So it all kind of works. Out. All right. Very nice. We did it. We Everybody. did it. I think we have a topic for... Yeah, I was going to say... Oh, we, my gosh. Whose turn is next, usually? I think it's mine. Well, what do you want to talk about, yeah, Chris? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? the 90s. Man, you, I was just thinking, you guys brought Fast Passes. Was that in the 90s? That'd be kind of cool. 
Like a history of fast passes. You want to do that? A history of fast passes. Like wow. how it came about. And oh my god! Talk about that. I think that'd be pretty neat. good. That's okay. it, was it the nine, end of the nineties? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. So. I think you're right. All right. I think that'd be kind of a cool little right. history. Well, maybe we'll, it might not be a full hour. Let's though, see. Let's say a disclaimer. No promises, but that's the idea we've yeah, got right now. Maybe a fast pass episode. Yeah, because I, I remember when we were and we'll talk. I remember yeah, when like they were they, they were testing it. The very first test was on Space Mountain, and it was only fast pass was the test. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yep. And people were mad because like, like what the heck they didn't get like, they got no, a fast there. Yeah. So that could be interesting. All right. So that'll do AJ. Take us, right. take us out. So yeah, sure. Uh, you know, if you want to hear more about fast passes or anything, or have other show ideas for us. Uh, send us an email at 90sdisneypodcast at gmail.com. If you go to 90sdisney.com, 90sdisney.com, that'll take you to where you can subscribe to the show on the podcast platform of your choice. Please tell your friends, because uh, more listeners is a good thing. Uh, makes you know, us feel good inside. It does. It validates it makes us. makes us feel even better than attempting tigress. That's a lie. That's a <laughs> lie. That is a lie. Uh, you can find links to our Twitter, our Facebook feed, join the conversation online. If you tweeted us, we'll probably respond to you. So, yeah, if you, if you feel like that dope mean hit of social media, we're here to provide. If you need any botany advice, go to Mike. That's right. <laughs> I know all about those, the plantities and the plantologists. The plantities. <laughs> Does that upset you guys when you find out that the the river raft ride in the Asia part of the land of uh, Animal Kingdom? No, like, it was supposed to be another kind of safari. Like there's supposed to be animals there. Ah, instead we got like a bad version of like a river raft ride. And the one that used to be at Geauga Lake was better than Grizzly the- River Run. Yeah, oh, that was, that was great. <laughs> if you're from Ohio, you know what we're talking about. Weird. <laughs> All right. Although, right, although, right. although, although uh, Bluto's Bilge Ride Bar is that's, yeah, that's the best one. Yeah. All right. Anyway. They're not a universal podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.